Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, boy, is it good. It's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. Now, the latest best chili, in my opinion, is the Christmas chili. That's red and green combined. Going to talk more about it in a minute. Yum, yum, that's what I say. It's Thanksgiving week, which is an American-centric holiday, which has spread all over the world. The emotion of thankfulness, it is a human emotion, which is part of many cultures, maybe not all, but many. And some have a cut-and-dried holiday and some don't, but we have Thanksgiving, and it's focusing on my personal thankfulness. It's a holiday that I myself find compelling, considering all the good fortune that I have experienced in my life. I am feeling thankful this year that I have been blessed with good friends and good times while working at the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, that I get to do these historical and cultural podcasts about New Mexico. Yes, I am blessed. More so, I am aware that there are hundreds of agricultural researchers that over the years took chili from Mexico and made into what we so much enjoy every day. They did so year after year as they worked on chili problems, like how to deal with various maladies that happen to chili crops. And over the last hundred years, a significant threat to the chili pepper industry was something called P. capsica, or chili wilt. In fact, throughout Dr. Fabian Garcia's entire professional career, he was the father of our chili industry in southern New Mexico, but throughout his entire career, chili wilt was one of the things he most wanted to solve. And there was a statement that he made before death that was recorded by Dr. Simon Crop in his book about NMSU that all may learn, that he that was something he really wanted to, to solve. And he didn't, but they're working on it, and they, they've got it in check. Just imagine that 100 years ago in Las Cruces, this was front and center and worked on. It caused uh, the chili wilt causes rotting in the roots, stems, foliage, and fruit of peppers, tomatoes, and gourds. And it can destroy an entire crop quickly. So that's what they've worked on. And so as I'm munching on a great cheeseburger with Big Jim red and green chili, Christmas chili on it with total ambrosia of flavor. I am thankful those researchers have prevailed. Also, while being thankful about that, uh, the Fresh Chili Company's owner, Randy McMillan, most weekends in the fall of the year would enjoy a red chili sauce made by his father, Arnold. When Randy grew up, he continued making that delicious red chili sauce. And a funny thing happened. He and wife Carol would make enough of it so they could bottle some for later use in the year and also to give as Christmas gifts to family and friends. Now, friends would come and say, hey, is there any way we can get some more of that delicious red chili? So one time, Randy and Carol, and I understand this story, that they made something like 1,500 bottles of it over a weekend, but it didn't last. So Randy started a company to bottle green and red chili, the Fresh Chili Company. And if you go to its website, the Fresh Chili Company website, there's some historical videos explaining exactly how something in a kitchen 
Within 10 years, it would turn into something with a large factory in Las Cruces that ships its product all over the world. For all of that, I am thankful. and I'm thankful for my family and friends on this Thanksgiving. Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. Hit subscribe if you want to get these podcasts. There's a question that I'd like to ask. Do you have to go see historic parts of New Mexico for yourself, or can you take a virtual tour and be just as happy? Now, the reason I ask is I noticed that on December 8th of this uh, this next month, there'll be a celebration and a new display of Fort Craig, New Mexico, at the Fort Craig, New Mexico historic site, a virtual tour. Fort Craig, New Mexico is not one of the better known 19th century forts, though it has a rich past, and from the story of its construction to reasons for its placement where it was built, and it had a role in one of the biggest battles in New Mexico during the Civil War, and also it had a history afterwards. The Fort Craig Historic Site is located south of the town of San Antonio, New Mexico, and then continued through Bosque del Apache National a wildlife reviews and just go on south from there. In the next two weeks leading up to this celebration of Fort Craig, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, and know this. If you are a Western movie aficionado, there's a 1958 movie, Fort Massacre, and the Fort Crane, Crane in that uh, movie was actually a tip of the hat to Fort Craig, New Mexico, though the entire movie was not about real events in New Mexico. But interestingly, it was filmed about 30 miles north of Gallup, New Mexico, and they used 20 of the local Navajo Native Americans as actors, and they were cast to represent Apache Native Americans. While this guy is not in any database for movie actors, a Navajo from Rama, uh, New Mexico, Tom Maso. It's M apostrophe S-O. Tom Maso played a bad person in the film, and guess what? He got a quote in the film's press book. He said he enjoyed the experience of being in a movie and did not care that he was cast as a villain so long as it didn't cast him as a coward. <laughs> and he that was the only movie he was ever in. Joel McRae was in this, Forrest Tucker, John Russell, Susan Cabot, and one of my favorite actors, Western actors, Denver Pyle was in this film. And a little aside here about the actor and wonderful storyteller, Denver Pyle. In 1978, I bought the weekly newspaper, the Lincoln County News. That fall, a television series, you may remember it, The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, was filmed in their second season in Lincoln County because the area of Park City, Utah that they did their first year didn't get any snow. The entire production company and everybody came to Lincoln County for that second season. They were staying, many of them were staying in Lincoln, New Mexico, so I tagged along with a great local storyteller, Glenn Ellison. Every night as we were sitting there, Denver Pyle would have stories about the Old West and stories about people in Hollywood and things he had done. They were so interesting. And I never heard him tell the same story twice. He was so good with his storytelling, especially the timing of it. He just did great. He was by far the best storyteller then and now I've ever seen. 
Each night when I left, I hurriedly went out to my car and quietly wrote down any of the stories I could remember because they were great. One of these days, I'll fetch a couple of those stories out of my logbooks. And also, there's a great story about bears being sent up a tree that I was supposed to wait a few decades before I told. But hey, it's been 40-some-odd years, so yeah, I can tell it. What about Denver Pyle's two other main actors? Well, Dan Haggerty preferred to stay in the Metropolitan Riadoso, so I rarely saw him. And the other actor was Bozo the Bear. <laughs> Didn't get any stories out of either of them. And if Bozo the Bear did tell me a story, I tell you what, I would have listened for sure. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Michael Swickard here. Hit subscribe if you want to get more of these podcasts. We were talking at morning coffee the other day, and somebody mentioned with the coming Thanksgiving that, boy, the tables will be full. And, yes, that's true. And then somebody mentioned that, you know, there are New Mexicans way out yonder tending to cows in the line shacks and stuff. And they're way out there because they got to stay out there with the cows. And that's true, too. And uh, they may not have as big a Thanksgiving dinner. I related how about 140 years ago, life being stationed in one of the New Mexico forts of which we had, I don't know, 25 or 30 of them. It was no easy time. And I was just talking about Fort Craig. It was a harsh, harsh existence, especially in the winter. Well, then turn on the electric lights. Oh, no, there's no electricity. It was chopped wood to cook on and to heat the room and kerosene lanterns for light or mostly candles. Now, what was the problem living out there? Well, one of them was just trying to get clean water and to get enough food. What did the troopers and ranch hands eat? Well, I understand beans was probably the number one. They also had hardtack, which was a hard cracker, and, of course, anything they could hunt down, but uh, bean, dried beans would not spoil, nor would the hardtack. In the nearest town might be a meal, but the travel time would be a day or more, so the troopers had to more or less just stay where they were. Oh, you're not feeling well? Go see the doctor. <laughs> no, no doctors normally were at the fort. You see that sometimes, but it's, somebody might act as, as one and dose you up with something. Good luck. Entertainment. Hey, turn on the TV. Get some Netflix. Oh, yes, none of that. No electricity, no TV, no Netflix. There were books to read, but they were best read at night. It's kind of hard to read some of them by candlelight. And you sometimes had card playing, though gambling at all forts was not allowed because it led to fist fights. You probably have seen a Western movie somewhere where everyone at the Saturday night dance, they had bright lights, a band, and lots of food and drink. One word for that, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's Hollywood. Probably was not uh, at any of the forts. Certainly in towns, you occasionally would find some kind of dance, but out in the wilds of New Mexico, it was not found. Those people really did go out in the middle of nowhere. You think living on Mars would be like that? Yes, a little bit like that. There was one food source that Western writer Eugene Rhodes described in some of his books about his time out in the middle of nowhere. He'd have a pan on a fire, 
and put some bacon in it. Bacon could be carried without spoiling. And then he would open a can of beans and pour it in and fry the corn with the bacon. You know, now that actually sounds pretty good to me. Too bad they didn't have some sun-dried red chili to put in the dinner on top of the taste, but that was long before the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces was established. Speaking of good-tasting chili from the Fresh Chili Company, you can discover the taste of New Mexico's festive flavors with the Fresh Chili's Hatch 575 Christmas 6-Pack. This unique collection combines three jars each of Hatch 575 Green Chili and Hatch 575 Red Chili, perfectly capturing the holiday spirit with their vibrant colors and rich flavors. If you're a fan of authentic New Mexico cuisine, this six-pack is an ideal blend of spicy and savory, making it a perfect addition to your holiday feasts also a thoughtful gift for chili enthusiasts. Now the radio stations in my little slice of paradise are playing Christmas tunes and it's time to consider Christmas chili at the Fresh Chili Company. I'm speaking from experience since this is my favorite flavor. It combines both red and green chili to make Christmas chili. The Hatch 575 red and green chili Christmas six pack will satisfy the chili hunger in your house me, I like it in the medium heat. It is best that way. I mean, I can eat uh, hotter, but I like medium. That's what I like. Now, if you're a fan of green enchiladas, you can get roasted green chili sauce in a mild, medium, or hot taste heat. I like the rich, smoky undertone since it's roast green chili. When it's been roasted, uh, you get a little bit of a smoky undertone. And they have the tang of lime juice in it. It turns your enchiladas into a masterpiece worthy of taking a picture of just before serving and then taking a picture afterwards of the satisfied faces. One more taste sensation. You, you can whip up your own pasoli pack of red sauce, pasoli, and pasoli seasoning. Go to the Fresh Chili Company's web, freshchilico.com, freshchilico.com. You can get your basoli pack of red chili. One thing happens when people live in Las Cruces or they come here, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7 in Las Cruces. It's open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop. There's a big sign over the entrance saying the Fresh Chili Company. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you would like me to talk about, write to me, michael at freshchilico.com, michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes. And eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili's good, more is better, as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.